0: Hi. We can't hear her. Uh, yeah, can you say some stuff, Benya?
1: Michael, I really like your close-cropped face.
0: Oh, thank you. It's, it's all for you.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. You got all dolled up just for this?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like a doll. I'm a very flexible doll. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: Shalom
1: and aleichem.
2: Shalom aleichem. <laughs> Shalom aleichem. Benya how are you
0: are we starting oh Oh,
2: are we we recording i don't know i mean we're definitely recording yeah yeah i guess i i didn't realize how loaded that question would be i was just gonna i was just asking (laughs) you how you were but as as we say here save it for the pod
1: you did that to yourself you made how are you a loaded phrase
2: (sighs) i know every (laughs) time we say it on the pod i'm like
1: fuck this fucking question I mean, I assume at some point, like you know, every like Beatles got tired of playing whatever Beatles songs are good, <laughs> and you're getting tired of 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 saying the word "how are you." But that's that's the price of fame.
2: Yeah, I mean, we are the Beatles of queer Townwood for sure.
0: I'm definitely like George, like kind of moody. <laughs> oh,
2: I thought you were Ringo. Oh,
0: yeah, that's also appropriate. like doesn't really know what's up yeah like but can play the drums okay good
2: job Ringo good job thanks Paul yeah Yeah, and whichever one is the diva
0: yeah 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 you're like John Lennon
2: but I don't want to be John Lennon he sucks uh well you know wait did someone murder John Lennon yeah Yeah, I'm the bitch who murdered John Lennon.
0: Dude, don't say that. Don't say that. (laughs) Why not? Beatles fans will go after you.
2: You know, I was thinking of Valerie Solanas who shot Andy Warhol, but she didn't kill
0: him. Oh, unfortunately. What's wrong with Andy Warhol?
2: (laughs) He's a little bitch.
0: I mean, yeah, I can understand that. But, like, who isn't a little bitch?
1: This is becoming a legal liability. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to kill people on the pod. Whatever, losers. Should we just start grooving?
2: I'm getting warmed up. You feeling warmed up? You feeling fluffed? I'm feeling open
1: and
2: ready. I guess, Michael, we should mm, do yeah. each other before we do banya. Let's do
0: it. Michael. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know?
2: You're not allowed to say that. It's in your contract.
0: <laughs> uh, I feel like a... Uh, like a i feel like a man yeah i'm a man
2: but you're actually a ladybug
0: i am a ladybug i will will (laughs) say uh, yeah
2: you're halfway there
0: yeah shalom in the home still not still not still not present uh had three good phone conversations the other day
2: wow that's more good phone conversations that i've had this week
0: i know it was good so that was like a highlight and it's getting darker which is bad for my mood right wow this just got sad
2: the listeners like the real stuff they like to know
0: listeners animal crossing i'm still trying to unlock terraforming because i uh i got a switch and had to start all right, over. Right. you got a real island. switch yeah i'm going for a pear tree bamboo green mum kind of theme kind mm-hmm. of like a green nature mystical magical forest yeah. island
2: you got to get some star furniture you know
0: star furniture oh yeah yeah, because celeste gives
2: you star furniture recipes
0: i love celeste those clams that's all i have i'm okay uh, yeah how are you what's going on
2: grammatically it's actually hi how are you um but that's in modern hebrew hi how am i uh i'm well i have been hanging out with my boyfriend who shall not be named yep most of the day and that's been really nice playing breath of the wild that's my grand video game obsession tomorrow i have a class that i'm really nervous for my anxiety can never be soothed i'm just nervous until it happens but i had a lot of people sign up so that's cool how else am i sad that halloween won't really be happening because i really like halloween but yeah. well you know maybe we'll discuss some alternative halloween
0: i think we should like get an airbnb and just go someplace
2: that's what Zippity Zap has been talking about. Ba-de-de-doo. It's us all to go on a sleepover.
0: Am I included in that?
2: Yeah. Really? In fact, I naturally included you, and then she was like, don't you want to bring... And I was like i have to introduce him to everyone first
0: yeah i mean if you bring Ooh it's gonna change the vibe
2: tough shit bitch
0: no no not a bad way it's just like when you bring a man i know to the girl when you night bring out, a man to a knife fight it's just gonna be totally different
2: today we have on the show once again friend of mine friend of yours benya koatz
0: that's right Binya, welcome back to the show
1: Thank you. I've been here the whole time, y'all have been bantering, and I've just been
0: silent. Now we're letting you out of your crate.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're allowed to come to the adult table now.
0: We're very excited. This is the conclusion, the finale.
2: The climax of our High Halloween episode. But before we get into Halloween, Binya, hi, how are you?
0: Yeah, what's up?
1: I'm good. I'm really excited to talk about I'm really excited to see seeing the face, Chava, and more of your face, Michael, now that you've trimmed down. Ooh, yeah. wow. And... Sweeping aside the hair,
2: too. Oh, no, doesn't Michael have beautiful hair?
1: Voluptuous. Dutiful. Very dutiful. Thank you. I'm doing well. There's not smoke in the bay, and I ate
0: some veggie dumplings for lunch. Team Draco. Well, we also had uh, dumplings. A form of dumplings. Yeah, we had Italian dumplings. Tortellinis. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we all got dumplings of one form or another today.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 Binya, what? did you come on the show to talk about? We
1: came on the show to talk about something very real, serious, and important. It's an incredibly crucial and vital part of the Jewish calendar that many Jewish homes, if you can believe it, are not currently practicing. And I want to be here to spread the good word and bring more people into the halachic observance of Spookot Jewish Halloween.
2: Spookot. So that's S-P-O-O-C-C-O-T?
1: Well... Any transliteration is, <laughs> you know, imperfect out of the right. original, of course, biblical Hebrew that this holiday was originally written.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Most people spell it just spoo. K-O-T.
2: So the halachic observance of spukot, what can you tell us about the mitzvahs of this vital holiday which has existed since antiquity?
1: There are a few, I'm sure, listeners who grew up observing this, so I hope to not be pedantic to those listeners. But for many like me, and like you know, in a relatively assimilated Jewish household, I didn't grow up observing spukot, but spukot, or Spukow, um, in the Ashkenazi pronunciation, is the observance where Jews leave up their sukkah from the beginning of the holiday of Sukkot when they're built, and they leave them up until All Hallows' Eve, or as we know as Halloween, on October 31st in the secular calendar. They observe the holiday of Sukkot in the same sukkah that they observed Sukkot in.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. And there are, like, some changes that you traditionally do to the suka to turn it into a spukah, and I can go a little bit more into that. Basically, it is using the same spiritual technology that we use, wow. I know I've listened to Judaism on down, I feel like, and <laughs> saying the word the spiritual technology. But yeah, so the same spiritual technology we use to remember our being freed in, from the land of Egypt and wandering in the desert, for Sukkot, and Arsutka. to do the same thing in observance of the hukir sides of our tradition and our shukkos. Our monotheism, our saying of like Yod is God. It's actually, if you read through the Torah, is like a you know, kind of amalgamation of a lot of gods that all like get kind of differently named. And then our claim is that those are all elements of the same God, right? So we have like El Shaddai as a name, Elohim as a name, a lot of different things that were at the time their own gods but the Torah claims it's like, actually, this is all one god. And one of those gods was Spooky Shekhinah. And Spooky Shekhinah, whose time for observance is like in the middle of fall, kind of falling right at the end of October in the Golsh calendar, we have internalized her observances in the Temple of Spooky Shekhinah back in the ancient days, and now observe it just as our way of worshiping the one god that we pray to. And this is just like one aspect of her.
0: Okay, so there's a Spooky Shekhinah.
2: Yeah, like a shekhinah, but with a sheet over her.
1: Right, and spooky is actually a homophone. It comes from samis te kas, which is a satek, or doubt. And so it's like, you know, the opening of possibilities, the shekhinah of occult possibilities that we then, in English, also comes to mean,
0: you know, the word spooky. Femme fatale energy, basically.
2: Yeah, and like a mystical femme fatale. Mystical femme fatal. Like me oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense uh i'm bursting with questions my Great. first one is is a spooka once it's been converted from vanilla suka to spooka, is it halachically a haunted house yes
0: okay next question i understand this is a very old tradition but when was it most recently redis- revived yeah revived yeah i, I want rediscovered to know. unearthed
1: kind of in the way kabbalah you know was on earth, with verbal air quotes for the listeners at home, in whatever it was, like the 1600s or whatever. Well, unlike that, this is a real unearthed thing. Me and some friends were digging in Utah and found these golden plates um, <laughs> right next to John Smith's place. It was Hilchus Spukus, you know, the Halacha Spukot that we found hidden there. So last Halloween slash Spukot was actually one of the first ones, at least that I know of, that's been celebrated in a long, long time.
2: Wow. Bringing Mashiach
0: closer. We obviously do things in Judaism because they've been done before without questioning anything about it. We already have that covered. We're obviously going to keep doing this now yeah. that we know that it's something that has been done. But for those of us who would like to know some of the uh, connections between Sukkot and Halloween
1: and Spookout
0: and coat, spook right? Right.
1: So two things. One, I do have a goal of instead of saying Happy Halloween, I I do hope. But eventually the only politically correct thing would be to say happy holidays because Foucault <laughs> is is remembered as
2: The War on Halloween.
1: They're worried about Christmas, but we're already opening up new fronts. That's right. I think it's a lot like it's a it's a lot of things. It's that Hanukkah, you know, celebrates this specific military victory that the Jews did against the Hellenites a long last time ago. And it's also like combined with the need of the season to be lighting a lot, lighting these eight candles every night because it's the physically darkest part of the year. And like we want to bring the candlelight into that time as the world, at least in this hemisphere starts to decay, starts to lose its leaves, starts to like move from like the vibrant harvest into the resting state, and to the relative barrenness of winter, there is an opening up of the gates, a thinning of the veil that happens during this time of the year. And I think that combination of things is why our ancestors were praying at this time at the Temple of Spooky Shechina so many thousands of years ago, and why there's a connection between this harvest holiday that happens at this time and the, like, thinning of the veil to, the, to access the other realm that
2: comes combined in a festival like spukot. Right, and and I also think, you know, during Sukkot, we have this ritual, the ritual of Ushpizin, where we welcome guests into the sukkah, and some of those guests are our ancestors. I think that definitely connects these holidays in a sense, right? Even during Sukkot, before it even becomes spukot, we're sort of bringing up that ancestor, almost like Day of the Dead energy.
1: Yeah, I mean, they move in and out between each other. I mean, I think, yeah, we're definitely already welcoming in ghosts with the Ushbizine, which for Spuko, we are referred to as Boo spizine We have uh, incantations and spells that are done via, like, shaking various agricultural products on Sukkot, and they are spells, they are, like, embodiments of the occult. One of the biggest symbols of Halloween that we might know from our assimilation into this culture is the pumpkin, the gourd, another harvest element that shows the the connection between these two kind of things at this time
2: of year. Mm. So here's a maybe controversial question that's weighing on my mind Weighing on my heart, even. I have always thought of, and I have always heard of Purim as Jewish Halloween, because we dress up in costumes on Purim, and sometimes we give gifts to each other. And we get
0: smashed, right, don't we? Yeah, we get drunk. Okay, good. I'm just making sure I'm not (laughs) the only one.
2: What? Get drunk on Purim? What do you have to say about the rivalry, dare I say, between these two poles of jewish halloween
1: well i know that you are if i may use the term of a uh, bitch who lives for the drama shabbat and i hear the kind of the leading question that you're trying to put me into but i i actually see a deep truth of the abundance in multiple possibilities the goys try to be like when is your new year and our answer is we have four and you know they're like, how many months are in your year? And you're like, sometimes there's 11, sometimes there's 12. They're like, what day is the first day of your month? And you're like, sometimes the first day of the month is the 30th day of the previous month. And we refuse categorization and embrace multiple possibilities throughout our tradition. And I think that's true of which one of our holidays embodies different elements of what the to call Halloween. And I think both Purim and Sukkot both embody those things and i think a celebration of topsy-turviness of witchery and magic and getting lit are things to be done many times throughout the year with our abundant tradition so
2: you're saying that we have two jewish halloweens halloweenim if you will exactly the
0: premise of your question exposes
2: my own biases i have in fact been read to filth on my own show wow huh yeah Spooko. So what can we do, we who obviously have grand sukkahs, still standing in our immense yards at our podcast mansion? Yes. It's like a grotto at the Playboy Mansion.
1: It's actually the same place that Beyonce rented out to write lemonade.
2: Oh yes, she rented out our sukkah. We're close like that. So what can those of us who still have palatial... Sukkahs standing due to kosher our sukkahs for spukas.
1: So that's such a good question. There are a couple of things, like big transformations that happen, and they all center around like the kind of like core elements of the Each one of those kind of gets transformed in its own way by the sages to embody more the spirit of spukas than sukkahs. The one thing you might know is the sukkah, the roofing on top of a sukkah. Instead of sukkah, what you have over the holiday of is <laughs> um, and is a little bit different than than uh, a little bit of difference in pronunciation. So that hints at the changes in our pronunciation of Hebrew and other Jewish languages during this time. The tradition is to instead of saying just ah whenever tradition would have you say an ah vowel sound you say ah
2: Right, you sort of screech like a banshee, I'm hearing.
1: <laughs> kind of in the same way that a shofar cracks open the head in, The more ear-piercing the scream that you let out, we believe the, like, you know, faster Mashiach will come, you know, with, you replace the traditional like bamboo and palm fronds and stuff like that most traditionally used like spider webbing you know that like stretch out spider webbing that you can get at most like hardware stores and stuff like that most of the halakhas are the same it's just the require is for it to be spooky so it has to cover the roof of your spooka but be thin enough that you can see three stars out of the roof you know there's a tradition to put some spiders on it spiders which also have eight legs, which, you know, represents shmini, atere, like the eighth day of abundance that happens within Sukkot. we also want that abundance of spookiness to be in our surface represented by the eighth leg of the spider. Is there any questions on ah! or?
2: No, it's pretty straightforward no, I, I think me. it's pretty yeah. clear. I think we just got to go out and get the spider webs.
0: Yeah,
1: And I assume for your palatial one, it's going to be many.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just going to hire artisanal spiders to do it.
1: What's another thing you think of in terms of to cook?
2: It has to have walls, right? It's got to have
0: walls.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. What about the things you observe with?
0: The lulav? Yeah. The lulav? You got an etrog.
1: So that becomes the bulav and the (laughs) (laughs) pump-trog.
2: I feel like etrol was a really missed opportunity there. By our ancestors, I mean.
1: I was pronouncing it in the air pronunciation, but <laughs> Romanian Sephardi Jews actually say "etrol."
2: Right, that makes sense.
1: So, bulav is, you know, like a lulav. This also hints at another one of the lexical pronunciation changes that happens. Any "oo" in your tradition would often get changed to a bu. So, like, bulav, bush, And if you're able to actually, like, come up with someone and say a traditional thing like bush, or bulav, but do it in a way that gets them to jump. Again, that fear is actually a second soul entering into that person. And every every time you can spook somebody like that, they actually gain a, a nefeshitira, an extra soul on top of their soul. And it's part of the joy of the of the holiday. So you take a bulav and you take a pump turf. A bulav is any natural plant material that looks spooky. So like a really gnarly stick. You know, is a is an option or like a one of those palm fronds that kind of looks like it's a hand because it's like mm-hmm, bent over and mm-hmm, like you know mm-hmm. and dried up. And much of that way, the harvest holiday of Sukkot celebrates the abundance at the end of the harvest. We're like now at the end of October, like going into such at the beginning of one like going into that decay that's going to come and the hibernation that's going to come. So, like, you get a full palm frond for Sukkot, and by the time it's spukkot, it's gnarled, it's dry, and it represents...
2: It's naturally occurring spookiness.
1: Yeah, and then the pump trope, well, if it's an troll, you can use one of those troll dolls, um, which were developed originally by the Romanian Sephardi community as observance of this holiday and it's then been appropriated by children's toy industry but you can use one of those troll dolls to shake alongside it or you can have a really just like the most bulbousy disfigured pumpkin or gourd just like the more like pustules and right. marliness mm. part of it the more kosher it is because
2: what is a pustule if not a spooky piton
1: shaking right out of the rubby's mouth <laughs> and then what do you do with the Lulav in a
2: shake sonora you do the musical number from Beetlejuice,
1: Exactly, exactly. You can do that. That's traditional Algerian practice. For other Jews, I'm talking a lot from the Galatiana experience, you shake it in all the directions. But instead of thinking about God's presence throughout this infinite world, you think of a specific monster in every mm. direction that you shake it in to bring in their spookiness. North for the Yeti, east you know, for the Dybbuk, west for, for Bigfoot out for chupacabra and that's just like from my place right. in the world and you would apply that and then up for where the crow flies for the mm-hmm. crows and then and then down for Gehenna for the underworld of course and so those are the directions you should
2: get it's a good thing we did a bunch of episodes on monsters so people wow would be so you're ready. prepared incredible incredible stuff
0: i am speechless frankly. i'm s-
2: <laughs> frankly well Binya, i'm ready to just go out and spook myself silly i am s-
0: this is a lot of processing for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can we put a link to your translation of Hilchos Spukos in our episode description?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I recently translated it out of the original Yiddish to make it accessible for this diaspora. Yeah, I would feel more than happy to share this observance.
2: Great. So, listeners, we will put. A link to Hilchos Spukos in the episode description so you yourself can prepare for Spukkot while there's still time.
1: There's a bunch of other great halach about the Bush zine and about the different traditional readings. One of these other really amazing things that's part of, the, of this tradition is that it's actually one of the places where explicitly the ancestors named in the halacha that it is our obligation to add to it every year and to like specifically grow in it. So like, you know, a lot of times, like Michael said, as good Jews, we just follow exactly what's been given, but exactly what's been given here is our ancestors asking us to continually add on. So just like Hava unearthed, the practice of using troll dolls for the etro. I encourage people to either on the Hilchitz Bukes Google Doc or by emailing me or by just taking it on themselves and posting pictures to further this beautiful, syncretic and ancient observance of Jewish Halloween more and more this year and all years to come.
2: Baruch Hashem. Wow. We're all for that here.
0: Yeah, that's, that's nice.
2: Binya, where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more Torah from the Rebbe's mouth.
1: Right. Well, on October 31st, you can find me in my kuka praying to the scary ancestors. Mm-hmm. But in general, you can find me on binyakots.com. Come learn with me or check out poetry that I have up
2: there. We will put a link to binyakots.com in our episode description. Listeners. Listeners. This has been the climax of... Of our High Halloween series. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming with us on this spoopy journey. You know, you scare me every day, listeners. Yes. So, And that's a compliment. Give us a call on the Talmud hotline at 401-484-1619. We would love to hear from you. We're going to do a whole slew of listener voicemail and text episodes next month. And then we're preparing for something big and crazy in December. So get ready. It's going to be an extravaganza. Mm -hmm, it's going to be controversial definitely highly controversial
0: definitely controversial
2: that's all we have to say isn't it
0: there you go listeners oh binya Abinya. you got
1: something just to say a good spookish and a (laughs) hug to everybody celebrating
2: wow Wow. well i don't think we're gonna top that no so uh catch you on the flip side listeners
0: all right wow
1: bye listeners bye listeners